Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, and odd binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast. It's a special episode. It's a special day. It is the anniversary episode of the Are You Listening podcast. <laughs> There it is. And that's our sound machine himself. That is Scott. Hey, Scott, welcome. It it's great. And I am Brand, and we are here to celebrate our anniversary the only way that we know how. And that is, Scott, to what? We're going to rank our favorite episodes. Almost draft, but it's like you can only draft the ones I gave you, and I can only draft the ones you gave me. Uh, but that, that's what we're doing, because we love doing that stuff. And we both may have different ideas on what sure. ranking episodes means, yeah. because if I'm being honest, if I'm being 100% honest here, the moment that we get done talking about anything <laughs> on here, I forget it In, until I edit it. And then the moment I right. finish editing, I forget it. So I don't remember a lot of what the episodes there's, are like. There's 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 yeah. tiny things I remember, but well, overall, I'm, it's not great. So we may have different ideas and parameters on what we're ranking here. Yeah, we've we've done yeah. a lot. Like our, our first episode went live September 29th, 2021. Uh, and it was Emery's The Week's End. It definitely was that. You brought it to me. Yeah, it was a uh, we had had discussions personally, just not not recorded discussions about mm-hmm. each other giving one another records they should listen to. And mm-hmm. most of the time we did not take those recommendations and listen to the records. Uh, nope. So we decided to force ourselves to by doing this podcast. <laughs> we created the show to hold each other responsible for listening yes. to the, something the other one wanted them to listen to. 100%. That's the only reason this happens. Yeah. That's the only reason this podcast exists is because we were sick of telling the other person to listen to something and, and then they them not doing it. 100%. So we're now holding each other accountable to listen to the records we want each other to listen to. Yeah. Even if those episodes and those records are not liked by the other person. Oh, I have those stats <laughs> if you want to go over them. I actually do. But does this also mean that you went and 
listen to everyone to hear what we did or did you remember or did you write it down when we did it? I have the ones that you gave me okay. written down in a notebook. So I went through all my notes just to get the throne on phone or grown. Uh, yeah. And then I went back to all the episodes that I gave you and listened to the end of them to remember what your reaction was to them. Okay. And was that a painful experience to go through? <laughs> kind of. Some of them were. Okay. <laughs> In total, we have given each other 43 records throughout this year. Yes. Because we've had uh, four mini We've had four different discography drafts. We had one In Remembrance episode uh, mm-hmm. that actually sprouted our discography drafts. Uh, yeah. When we talked about Trevor Sternad and kind of did a, a mini draft of their the Black Dahlia record, uh, the Black mm-hmm. Dahlia murder records. Um, so you have given me 22 records and I've given you 21. In total, there have been seven thrones, 18 owns, five phones and 13 groans. <laughs> OK, I have them split I'll, I'll be honest. between the two the- of us. The Seven Thrones sounds like a lot, though. Doesn't it? I know. Because that's seven records that one of us gave the other that was like, this is incredible. Mind-blowing, yeah. So you have had two Thrones. I have had five Thrones. Like, I have given five Thrones to records you have given me. Yes. Okay. Which, I mean, I'm not here to compare, but that just sounds like I'm just doing a better job. Or, or you're just a dick. (laughs) Okay, that might be a little unfair. That might be a little unfair. We have both had nine owns. Okay. That's, that's crazy to me. That's solid. Yeah. You have given one phone. I have given four phones. I have had four groans. You have had nine groans. Yeah, I th- I think some of that might come because a lot of stuff that I really enjoy you missed because of time. Yes. Like you just you just were listening to other things at the time. So yeah. I'm bringing you things that I'm kind of bringing you a lot of things that I kind of expect you to like, mm-hmm. but you just miss them. Yeah. Whereas you're bringing me things that are normally outside of my wheelhouse, things that yeah. I never listen to. Yeah. So I would attribute it to that. I've been more yeah, more trying to expand your eclectic knowledge of music. Yeah. Like things that you didn't hit because you're just not into that kind of genre. Like mm-hmm. I've given you a ska record. I, you know what I mean? You've given me an Elliot Smith record. You've yeah. given me a I've walking gone, on cars record. Yeah. Yeah. International pop singer, songwriter, those genres aren't your wheelhouse at all. So Pavement. I, <laughs> There was a pavement record, yeah. Yeah. And then But you have you have surprised me with things though, because like yeah. Weezer surprised me. Weezer was great. The the Foo Fighters record was yeah. great. The Jimmy World record was great. Yeah. And and your reaction to some of those has surprised me because I know what you normally listen to. Mm-hmm. Which can only be eclipsed by maybe the greatest shock of this 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 show. In season one, which was your love of the Kesha record. Nobody saw that comment. Nobody saw I Least of all, nobody. Me. 
You didn't even see that comment. No, not at all. But I'm still listening to it. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the thing. I, I've it's still yeah. I'm I'm still listening to it at least once or twice a week. Well, before we get into the actual us ranking these episodes and talking about them here and there, and me telling you how much I don't remember anything about them, <laughs> sure. I think we do need to give special credit to the Emory record. I'm only a man because that is the record that birthed this podcast. Yes. I wanted you to listen to it. And instead of giving it to you right off the bat, I, we went through their discography to get there up until that point. Mm -hmm. And even though the record didn't turn out the way I was expecting, I I thought you were going to love it. Yeah. But luckily Emory is still a band and they're still doing things and changing. And they did a studio update on that record that you actually did very much enjoy. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny because that record initially my ranking of it was a groan yeah i think i said maybe i'd own it but it's mostly a groan i think that was my reaction to it mm-hmm. but i think it was a couple weeks after that i listened to the studio update version of it and it's now in my collection and as much as i've said that i do still prefer the og of that. Yeah. When I go if I go back and listen to the studio update without listening to the original first, it is it is a very good record. It's a yeah, very it's very good. good record. Yeah. So, are any of your rankings going to include albums that you went a different way on? Because there I think I have one or two that I have changed my mind on maybe how I feel about it. Uh no. My rankings are kind okay. of it's probably what you would expect okay. from me. If, if, you, okay. if you listened this year, my anniversary rankings aren't going to surprise you. Not likely. But yeah, uh, I'm, I might have cheated. I, I might have come up with six instead of five. Well, that was just par for the course for the show anyway. You never obeyed the rules. You've never obeyed the rules one time. You know, these rules that we made up for ourselves, you yeah. never obey them. Nope, sure don't. I have a few interesting facts about the podcast before we get into our ranking, though. Okay. By all means, please. We have had over 3,100 total listens. Which I, I knew going into the show. Like, I guess this is a little, like, behind peek behind the curtain on everything. Like, I knew going into the show that, for the most part, it's not going to be a format that people listen to every episode. Right. Because... Yep. I, I listen to a lot of music podcasts, movie podcasts, stuff like that, where I'll listen to the episodes of the albums that I've listened to. For sure. If I like the show and I enjoy those, I will go listen to records to listen to their other episodes. Yeah. So I knew going in that, like, there may be some people that listen to them all because there are fucking families and friends. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. My, my wife and my son listen to every episode. But I knew that certain episodes would get more and other episodes won't will not get listened to just for yeah. lack of but I've also never let views listens whatever influence no. anything I give I've given you or done or said on here oh for sure <laughs> no it's not I've I, I wouldn't even know how to base what I give you off of what does or does not get listened to our of course our top episode uh, is our Metallica episode. Yeah. It was incredibly controversial, apparently. 
I'm surprised we never got death threats. I'm going to be honest. And by we, I mean me. You. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people, if I wouldn't have taken that hard stance against Metallica that I did. Yeah. I wonder how many people would have been like, I'll give these guys another shot. I wonder how many people <laughs> right. listened to that episode. And they were like, like fuck this. This guy doesn't this like Metallica? No. This guy doesn't know music. What right. the fuck is wrong with these dudes? They're just stupid. Like, there has to be a bunch of that. Happening. Oh, I'm sure. I have a list of our five, our top five ranked by listens. So Metallica is number one. Megadeth Euthanasia is number two. Yeah, that makes Band- sense, too. And I, I remember shitting on Metallica in the Megadeth episode as well. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> uh, our number three ranked is Band of Horses Cease to Begin. Which honestly surprised me. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. Maybe I didn't know how famous they are, or maybe if you look at like the Venn diagram of people who listen to podcasts and the people mm. who listen to Band of Horses, that might it's be probably that. Yeah, that's probably a big center. Is <laughs> uh, one diagram. Yeah, our number four is Suicide Machines: Destruction by Definition. Which is that one surprised the hell out of me too. Yeah, me I too. didn't know that was a big one. Yeah, I I didn't either because to me they're local. Like they're local. Yeah, they are local. Yeah. 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 So I, I first I never expected you to listen to them because I didn't know how big they were, which you didn't. Yeah. I knew yeah, I knew tracks from Tony Hawk. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, I never expected that to be up there either. It's weird. Yeah. And then number five is REM's Murmur. And the follow up to that is coming soon. Oh, there will be another REM record in season two. I don't know when, but it will happen. That's fantastic. Um, and it will one, be their next record. One I kind of thought of that would have a higher ranking than it does is honestly the David Bowie record that we did. See, I also thought Mac Miller would oh, have yeah. more, but I'm not sure if the and yes, I'm generalizing. Yes, I'm, I guess, you know, kind of judging, but I don't know if the average Mac Miller fan gets into podcasts. Just just saying. That might be true, but Mac Miller is up there, actually. Mm-hmm. It's number 10. It's ranked number 10. I mean, but it was also like our third episode. It was our second episode. Second episode. Second yep. episode. It was the first record I gave you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, David Bowie is way down the list. Well, isn't it because that album isn't one of those big ones. Like people don't people like I've heard people talk shit on that record when it comes to Bowie. Like they're like, that that's right? just, I always just, thought it was like one a, of his biggest. I, I thought it was like, and I get because it has like the, the songs on it, but yeah. I've always heard, especially Bowie fans, they don't talk, it, talk of it negatively really, but they don't talk about it as if it's the masterpiece that I thought it was. Oh yeah. I don't know. I always thought it was that. Of course, I think it's his best one. That's why I gave it to you. Like, don't get me wrong. I think if we did every Bowie record, <laughs> like if we had a Bowie <laughs> podcast, we yeah. would probably have a lot of listens. Sure. But I I can't do that. That's for somebody who likes Bowie way more than I do. And that's yeah, not that saying would... I don't like that record. Yeah, no, that would be too much for me, too. It'd be it'd be rough. It'd be yeah, wild. It would. Uh, but we have listens in 54 countries. And they, I mean, they might be bots, but I think it's crazy to look at, to look at our, uh, our anchor FM page and see that there's listens in 54 countries. I think that's crazy. I find it incredibly hard to believe that we have people listening to us in Germany. 
<laughs> That's because we don't. That's because it is a robot doing it. It is a Still. bot trying to find a way to figure out our addresses and then our bank information. <laughs> they can bleed us dry. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Amazon Music apparently is the preferred platform for people to listen to. Which is crazy because like that's what I use to listen to music, but that's not what I use to listen to podcasts. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and then our, our apparently our demo is uh, 35 to 44-year-old males. <laughs> that's our main demo. Yeah. Yeah. It, and by the way, it wasn't for a while. It was heavily female for a while, which yeah. I was excited about. I liked that. And if we're being honest, like many other things that have been ruined, Metallica ruined our demo. <laughs> That's 100% what happened. Much like they ruined Napster, much like they ruined <laughs> thrash metal, I'll say it. Um, they ruined our demo. It's, it made it's all the, It made all the horrible old white dudes come out and then get mad at me when I was shitting on Metallica. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was excited anybody would listen. That's what uh, I'm saying. Because I, I didn't expect I was, anybody. I was doing this either way. I was I was doing this show either way. Uh, yeah. Yes, I feel a little um, overwhelmed by some of the <laughs> the situation <laughs> I put myself in with editing. But yeah, yeah i I honestly wish I could help with the editing. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Because. My portion of the the responsibilities when it comes to this episode are a lot lighter than yours. Your your responsibilities are doing the notes for episodes where it doesn't matter who does the notes. Yeah. And then asking me very nicely if I forgot to put an episode up the week <laughs> the day before. Those, those are your responsibilities. Uh, I do some social stuff too, but not a lot. Oh, yeah. That, I told you I wasn't doing that. That yeah, was my no. trade-off, by the way, if I recall. I remember yeah, saying, I will do all the editing. I refuse to do anything with social media. Yeah, and I, I think I need to expand on the social media presence. I need to figure That's out... That's the whole thing. Like, in order to do that, like the type of person you need to be or to act like to do social media for like promotion, It, I just feel greasy. I don't I'm, like I'm doing I'm not that. that person either. Like that's that's why if if you're a follower of our Twitter or you're on our Facebook page with the Facebook group, all you ever see is me post about this is the record we listened to this week. Go ahead and give it a shot. Listen to this playlist that's below. And then yeah. two days later, you'll see me post. Here's the link to the episode where we talk about that record. We just I just gave you that. That's all that goes on. Oh, also pictures of us every time we record. I, I post a picture of us. Yeah. I don't know how to social media well. I don't want to feel greasy. And I, I mean, I guess that could we could play your age a little bit into that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm too old to, to be down with the social media stuff. Yeah. I don't know why it was, I took it upon myself to put the 40 year old in charge of our social media. Like <laughs> thinking about it now, maybe wasn't the greatest like business move, but I've never said I was a good businessman. What's this TikToks all about? Yeah, that 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 would be a way to go. But that would entail. I'd have to like record the video, cut out some of the video, like chunks of the video to try. To, yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's just more work for It'd me. A lot. I don't need yeah. more work. <laughs> exactly. I don't need more work. Exactly. I'd have to learn how to like video shoot the screenshots on my computer. Yeah, I mean, let's just get out of the way, yeah. Scott. You're not gonna ever do TikTok. Like, let's just. Oh not no, I, I haven't even touched it like on a personal <laughs> level. I don't do that. Shit. Like. At, 
like if this podcast ever made it on TikTok, it would be my doing. I would have to be the one 100%. to take this to put the saddle on that horse and ride that one into town. Yeah, because that's not me. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of you, because you have more choices than me, by all means, please take give me your first uh, episode that you are choosing. Okay, I'll, I'll give you my number six, which we slightly talked about just a minute ago. My number six is Emery's "I'm Only a Man." Uh, it's yeah. what birthed this podcast. Uh, it is the first opinion I had that changed uh, in the time that that we gave it. Uh, mm. It is also, I believe, the first record I've owned due to the podcast. Even though it technically wasn't the record we covered. It's not, but it is at the same time. I mean, it's it's a studio redo of the same songs. But I, I do love that record. While we were getting notes ready for this anniversary episode, I went back and listened to it, and I still love it. I think it's great. the The studio remaster of it was perfectly done. Um, a lot of the the things I had to complain about in the original episode uh, got toned down a bit, uh, mm. i.e., the the techno-y kind of sounds. It's a great record, and it makes me really glad that we started doing this podcast because it has been like an ever present therapy session for me every week. Like I, I look forward to recording these with you uh, and just having an excuse to talk to my friend. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It gets, if nothing else, it gets my mind off of the fucking world for, yeah. I wish I could say an hour because then it would be easier to edit, but let's see, <laughs> an hour and a half. Yeah. At minimum, even our mini sods stretch. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when minisodes were a thing. Like we used to <laughs> cut them short. Like we used to do a minisode and be like, "That's good." And now it's a, it's it might some of them might be longer than regular episodes. I think our discography drafts when we first talked about it, we said they would be minisodes. Oh yeah, and they're not even subtitled. That they can't be. <laughs> they can't be like minisode no. season two won't have minisodes. There's no such thing. <laughs> I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not. Let's I mean, not if, jump that gun. If you can come up with an idea. For us to do a minisode on? Well, I mean, our minisodes will still be like we'll still have the regular two or three minisodes. Like we'll still have the holiday albums, maybe. Eh, probably, probably can't redo that one. Probably that not, because I imagine our Christmas our Christmas albums are going to be the same. But w- a year in review—that's a good minisode. Yeah. yeah. Like good. album of the year shit, we could definitely do that for sure. And then if somebody dies, that could be a minisode. I don't want to hope that yeah, on let's, anybody. Let's, let's not hope that. But I mean, it's an inevitable part of the world. Yeah. Um, oh, we can do a record store day. Minisodes can still be done. Oh, like, that's sure. another yeah. one we could do. We yeah. could always have a year interview and a record store day. So that's, that's at least two. That's we'll two. always have two, two minisodes. Oh, we can do two. we can do an Easter episode. Yeah. All those great all those great Easter albums that you love. <laughs> And what's the Halloween episode? We're just going to talk about Monster Mash for an hour and a half? I'll, no, we'll talk about Boogie Feet. We'll talk about the Misfits. <laughs> and that actually, that, that could be part of that. A Misfits draft? I don't know if I could do that. That's a lot of Misfits. That's a lot of Misfits and a lot of stuff that, like, they are one of those bands that the theatrics overrides the musicality. That would have to be a Halloween episode. Like we couldn't put a misfits discography draft out for any no. other time, except for Halloween. That's it would have to be a Halloween one. Yeah. We should do a draft of bands with face paint and masks. <laughs> so oh. misfits, slipknot, 
Mudvayne, Moto Grader, Sleep Token, Ghost. Ghost. I'm not picking any of there. Oh, no. I'm not um, picking Ghost at all. <laughs> Kiss? Kiss would be in there. Kiss would be in there. I'm taking Destroyer. No, um, you're not. I would beat you in Rock, Paper, Scissors and take it first. Yeah, well, maybe we'll just do a whole mini-sode where we play Rock, Paper, Scissors. We should do that. <laughs> okay, so my first pick. Give me something. Uh, it'll, it'll, it's going to be our second episode. Mac Miller. Mac swimming. Miller. There you go. I remember the episode vividly because, mm-hmm. yes, we've been friends for a while, but like yes. we never really spoke to each other. It was all texting and messaging yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So one episode in, I kind of had an idea of how our conversations were going to be, but I also didn't want because there was a lot of stuff on that record I did not like, but there's a yeah. lot of stuff I liked also. Right. I, what, what did I do in that record? What was it? You said own. You actually ordered it. It was because Tara I ended up loving it. it. Uh, yeah. But I, th- I don't think it actually came. I don't think it got delivered. For no, some reason. They, they canceled. They canceled my order. I still have not reordered it. Yeah. But. And, and by the way, I also haven't ventured out to listen to more Mac Miller, but <laughs> I've thought about it. Like, I yeah. honestly, I'll be like, oh, I listen to Mac Miller today. And then I don't. But I also don't hold the same negative opinion of Mac Miller I had for a long time. Like, I was just yeah. like, I don't fucking want to listen to Mac Miller. It's just Asher Roth 2.0. It's just, you know, college kid music. I'm not. I'm good. So right. it actually opened that up to me. But I, it was also the like the walking that tightrope of thinking that somehow this podcast could hurt our friendship was a worry <laughs> yeah, for me yeah. in that second episode. Yeah. I was like, I don't I don't want to be too harsh and then him be like, I don't want to do the show anymore. Right. So like there was a little bit of that where I was like, it's okay. It's all for right. Sure. Yeah. Where if you gave me that record now and something like that came up, I'd be like, this is trash. This is garbage. I don't want to ever hear this again. Sure. Yeah. Because I, I as also a, think you as understand. a parent by your nine groans that you've done. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're also aware of how I exaggerate things for humor a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. but like, I didn't know if you knew that based off of our messages and things. Sure. Before starting the show. Yeah. So that is the main thing I have in my head about that episode is how. How you were going to work around how much you hated it. <laughs> how much I was walking a tightrope with it. Where yeah. I was like, man. That and was also hard because it was before we introduced phone. Like phone didn't yeah. get introduced until way later. What uh, was the episode where we introduced phone? I'm pretty sure it was the Whitechapel episode. That you okay. gave me. That makes sense. That um, makes sense well through the first half of our first season which i think i think it was a necessary addition to our ranking the only reason it wasn't there before is because neither of us could think of a word that rhymed (laughs) that gave us that in between (laughs) and and phone was right there i don't know how how we missed it you and then you pulled it and i was so excited when you come up with it me too i was like oh thank goodness we have something and then of course for that record i gave it a groan so (laughs) Do you have a list of what my groans were? I did, but I got rid of it. I probably okay. shouldn't have. I, I probably should have kept it. But like, if I went back, I could probably. I wanted to quickly see if I would change any of those to phones right now. That's like what for, I was for wondering. This episode. Uh, so I know. Hold on. If you if you'll remember, I can run through them. I have the list of all our episodes up right now. If I run through them and you remember, you tell me. So Mac Miller swimming. You gave that, that was an own. own. Yeah. Walking on Cars, next. Grown. Metallica. <laughs> I said next. We're just moving past it. Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was Metallica? Grown. 
You it was said, a groan. Originally, if you had seen it at a store, you would have owned it. But after listening to it, you would groan. Yeah, I actually liked a few tracks from that. So yeah. I would probably phone that. I would you probably would reverse that, that into a phone. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Megadeth. That was an own. That was an own. Elliot Smith was a groan. Yeah, I don't think I'm changing that one either. Um, post, I think Post Malone was a groan. I would phone that because I liked a few of those songs. I, I, liked, I liked enough of those tracks that I would phone it. Pavement was a groan. Pavement was a groan. That one's not changing. Pup? What was Pup? That was a groan. I'd phone that. That okay. has come around on me where some of those sounds that I heard, I, th- I still think about sometimes and some of those yeah. tracks. I would I would phone that now. That's the one that had that lizard track, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I yeah, think you were amazed that, that it was about a lizard. <laughs> Probably twice a day, I think about that track. Somehow. That's so it funny. Pops up in my head. Uh, Sleep token uh, was a groan. That can remain. <laughs> uh, Fort Minor was a groan. Yeah, we're we're past where White Jennifer is, so we had phone yeah. already. So whatever, whatever, whatever the rest of those have, that's not. That's problem. probably still the same. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So what's your next episode then? What's the next one you're giving your land on me? My next episode would be Endless Mike and the Beagle Club, the Husky Tenor. Yeah. Uh that was so unexpected from you. Also <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Well, because you're not a singer-songwriter guy. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but knowing that Mike's from John- Johnstown, yeah. like I-, I get where you got into him from. Connected. Yeah. Where I connected. And then a lot of the aspects of that record, I can see where you dug into it. But then there's a lot there that I think had you not had a personal connection, maybe you wouldn't be into it. Because but, I, Oh, no, because I, as I mentioned on that episode, I wasn't into it for yeah. years. I did not care. And then it just gradually grew on me and grew on me and grew on me. And that album, every time I revisit it, it's like at a different stage in my life. And it yeah. speaks differently. And I love it. Yeah. And then like that was just right directly in my wheelhouse. Like that was something that I mean, I I don't think I should have known about Endless mm-hmm. Mike because they're not they're not huge, but they're definitely something I'm super glad he gave to me. Just to put an asterisk on this though, yeah. Endless Mike is what he goes by when he's alone. Endless Mike and the Beagle Club is the whole band. Okay, gotcha. Like, like when he tours just as himself, he just it's goes just endless, endless Mike. Mike. Gotcha. Yeah. Pretty sure that it was an own for me, but finding it on vinyl, I don't think it's even released on vinyl, but yeah. I did end up buying uh, St. Paul, which is his yeah. re- their release on Anti Records. AF. AF Records, that's right. Uh, and it was super cheap. <laughs> and it's so fantastic. Like that, re- that record is and- super amazing too. And it came with a slip mat. It sure did. It came with a free slip mat. <laughs> and it was like 12 bucks. Yeah, I got the same one and I'm giving the slip mat away. <laughs> Are you? I, yes. I have it hanging in my uh, in uh, my other room in the basement. I don't got room. I don't got room to hang stuff. Yeah. I know you don't. Yeah. But yeah, that it surprised me and I loved it. It just it was completely unexpected from you. And I can see that 100%. I think I said that too, but I don't think you grasped just how out of my yeah. wheelhouse it might have been. Well, Endless Mike and the Beagle Club was another one of those records where I think you told me about it before we started the podcast. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll listen to it. And then I'd never listen to it. I had 
sent you a message about one of my favorite lyrics, which is honestly, Abe, did you have them at four score? Yeah. Or was it more about what you had to say? Like, I thought that's one of the best lyrics I've ever heard. And that was that was what I thought was the hook. I was like, this will get him. This will get him. He'll <laughs> yeah. listen to this. He'll listen to this because of this. And it didn't transpire. And then I never did. did not. <laughs> and and then I didn't until you gave it to me for this for this podcast. But I'm yeah. super glad you did because yeah, it is it's a great, great record. I fucking love that thing. I wish it would get pressed on vinyl. I really do. Me too. And if you ever hear about it happening, yeah. let let me yes. know because I'll own it in a second. So my second choice here, the second episode I'm taking, and yeah. kind of for similar reasons as the first, but with a twist to it, is the Walking on Cars episode. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> yeah, because I was in such a mindset that I was going to upset your entire family. Because <laughs> at you this did. point, <laughs> but here, but at this point, I knew your whole family already listened. Like you told me yeah. that your son listens mm-hmm. and your wife listens. So I was aware of that, and yeah. then. If you recall, I thought this was an album that you all listened to together in Ireland. Yeah. And like it was the soundtrack of your vacation. Right. So feeling the way I did about it, which is still very clear. I don't like it at all. You hated that record. I hated that record. You had a struggle coming up with a top three, if I remember correctly. I think they were just, I don't think it was top three. I think it was just these songs don't completely annoy me. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably (laughs) it. But like in my head, because I'm a paranoid thinker, I was like, oh, no, not only am I going to insult his whole family, but then like then there's going to be this weird stigma around him even like being friends with me, let alone doing a (laughs) podcast with me. So then I was like, oh, no, how do I tamper this down? I'm going to be honest. If you gave me that record today. Yeah. Oh, it would be a whole nother episode. Murder that thing. It would be a whole nother episode. Yeah. I wouldn't even wait until we went down the list. Like when you opened it before you gave your notes, I would uh-huh. say this album's awful. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I would spring the trap right away. I'd be like, this is not for me. And also that's one thing I always try to get across is I never want anybody to think that I'm telling them their opinion is wrong. Like oh, yeah, you, no. your family, yeah. everybody. And I know you feel the same way. Like yeah, we're not trying sure. to put our opinions on other people. We're just here telling our own opinions. Yeah. So anybody that loves that record, please love it. I just know that when I get heated about something, I do exaggerate a lot. And yeah. I may say some wild things, but that's just, <laughs> you know, that's just me. Some of it's for humor. It's also a fucking show. You understand? Yeah. yeah I don't sure. know who I'm mad at. I don't know who I'm mad at. Nobody's ever <laughs> yeah. said a word to me about any of this. I don't know who I'm mad at. Yeah. But. Yeah, Walking on Cars, I still think about that episode and about how much I disliked it. And that is the bar for when you give me a record where I'm like, I hope it's fucking better than that. I hope it's fucking better than that. Because there's only so many times. Yeah, that that episode's still a discussion in our household. Like, when I I talk about what I'm giving you, they'll be like, do you think he'll like it more than Walking on Cars? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just... It's the, the bar is low, but I just don't know how many times I can go to that. Well, like, that's what I'm worried about. Like, I don't want every time somebody listens to an episode to be like, wow, he's really, why does he hate everything? Why is he always going to this? But that's like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I just, if I don't like something, I try to really get it across. I don't like it because (laughs) I, I'm not here to lie to anybody one way or the other. No, that's the thing. Why would we, this is our opinions. Like, I'm not here to prove anything to anybody. I'm Mm -hmm. here to listen to music and then give my opinion. So what's your next record then? 
My next one is one of our most recent ones. It's Kesha's Rainbow. Yeah, baby. This, this is another that. one that just surprised me completely. Because I had this predetermined view of Kesha. She was yeah. the dance pop TikTok chick. Party girl. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this record was mind-blowingly intimate and powerful. Mm-hmm. I think I said the word powerful like 30 times in that episode. Yeah, it just surprised the hell out of me. Not only that, I think it was our first uh, female singer, like Mm -hmm. not band, but first female individual singer that we've done for the episode, for the podcast. And if anybody knows me, I have not been a huge fan of female singers basically my entire life. I can count on one hand how many that I actually enjoyed. So you giving me Kesha expanded my view on female singers and really expanded my view on pop female singers. I really love that she threw in like country vibes into a lot of the songs. I really loved the Dolly feature. There were a few tracks on there that, you know, weren't my favorites, but overall Boogie Feet. Yeah, Boogie Feet was dude, it's just unnecessary. I love it. It just took me out of the whole vibe of the the album. (laughs) Like, give me depressed, vulnerable Kesha, not Monster Mash Kesha. I'll take both. I love it. (laughs) Okay, if if I gave you that record, let's say, like our sixth episode, like my third record giving it to you, do you think you would have had it felt differently about it? Like, do you think I, do you feel like I may have whittled you down a bit on certain things? I honestly don't think so. I, okay. I come into all of our episodes completely open-minded. I think that's the only way for us to do this effectively. You better put an asterisk beside that and say season one, because when you get celebrity skin. Oh, yeah, that's you're going to you're going to bring well, your no, baggage I'll, with you. And... Slightly. I'm going to try like I, I actively try to keep that out of. Out of my listening time, but. Celebrity skin. I'm just gonna have to really difficult. I'm gonna gonna have to contact Lucas and have him hide all your flannel that week before (laughs) because I don't need you. I don't need you jumping into your grunge phase to listen to it and be like, "Fuck this bitch." (laughs) Uh, No, I I will come at it open minded at least for the first listen. (laughs) What happens after that is who knows? It's up in the air. But uh, yeah, that's fair. It's. I, I I don't know that I don't know that the Kesha record would have changed based on what time you gave it to me. Okay. Just because it's so different from what I expected from her, I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that surprised me the most and got it over for me the most. So I think, you know, even in a, the third record you gave me, I think I still would have been just completely surprised and floored by what came out of her on that record. Okay, that's solid. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Although no, I do feel like I've, I do feel like there are avenues that I've been trying to whittle you down for. There <laughs> definitely are. Um, there's definitely some avenues that uh, that I don't think you can get me out of. I think you've tried with Acacia Strain and Whitechapel. There's just some lyrical things that like I'm just not comfortable with. Yeah, but, but see, I was also a hundred percent satisfied 
with you shitting on it. You didn't shit on a lot, but you shitting on Wormwood. And then it all was fine when you said it's the heaviest record you've ever heard. Like, that's all I needed. Like, that's yeah, 100%. I, I think that was actually like thrown for heaviest record I've ever heard. Uh, yes. Even though yeah. I don't think I shit on it that much. I, it was it was the the next one. you The next Acacia Strain record you gave me. Well, the next one. But that one had a special circumstance. And I still haven't gone back to listen to it. But that that week was just a mess. I don't want you to revisit it and then like. I don't know what the term is for bad nostalgia, but like I don't want you to, <laughs> I don't want you to have like the bad nostalgia and remember the week yeah, you I listened think, to it. I think that's why I haven't gone back because that week it was just traumatic. I'm trying to think of the set list because they did they had a live DVD called Most Known Unknown, and I'm trying to think of the set list because if it's mostly continent, I think that might be a way for you to get into it because it's, might it's, be. it's, it's it was. It's filmed at their hometown venue. Like it's a wild show. Mm. The energy is there. Maybe I don't know. I have to look at that set list. Yeah, I am going to take because the last two were more for the episode as opposed to the record. I have yeah. to choose one for the record at least. Okay, and it's one that I never anticipated enjoying as much as I did. Mm-hmm. I never anticipated me even looking for it on vinyl, let alone have a like reminder set in case one comes up for a cheaper price. <laughs> yeah. It is the Jimmy world record futures. Wow. I love that record. I yeah. love that record. I didn't think from, I mean, from the, the middle and sweetness were the only two Jimmy world songs I knew. Yeah. And then to hear that. And yes, there were a couple parts of it that I was like, Oh my God, this is this, this song's not for me or this moment isn't for me. Mm-hmm. There's some tracks on there that are absolutely unreal. I think the way that you feel about it and the way you've talked about how your wife feels about it influenced mm. that a little bit. Like, sure. I think I was much more open to it. But even that being said, I, I've been open to records before and come out the other side. <laughs> not <laughs> like, happy. Right. Yeah. So that one meant a lot to me. The Jimmy World record meant a lot to me. And I'm, yeah. I, like I said, I have notifications set for it. Emily was really excited with your reaction to it. Uh, she did not expect you to like it at all. She like, yeah. even when she said, uh, when she asked me w- when I was giving it to you, uh, she was like, oh, he's going to hate that. <laughs> he's going to hate that. And then yeah. when he, I, I told her the, res- I told her your results before the episode came out because like, mm-hmm. I felt the need to ease her, her panic a little bit. I was like, just yeah. so you know, he, he really liked that record. And it did. It meant a lot to me too because Jimmy World, it's her favorite band, and they're yeah. So they have a special place for me too. And that record also, is just that, that record has a moment that I will never forget. I still think about it probably daily. We <laughs> came here for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't. Every time I think yeah. of Jimmy World, anytime I think of Green Day, anytime I think of you going to a show or her going to a show, that's all I think of is we came here for you. Dude, we don't care was, about Green Day. It was the funniest moment <laughs> at a show that I've ever had. It was priceless. It's fantastic. And the fact that I did love the record helped out that episode a lot because yeah. it, it, I loved that moment. But then I, I didn't have to go from that moment to, yeah, but this record sucks. So okay. I'm glad I liked yeah. the moment also. Yeah, no, that that record is, it holds a special place for, for us, and I'm really, really glad you liked it. 
I'm glad I did too. And I didn't have to try as hard as I thought I was going to either. Like, I, cause I was going to put in a little extra effort if, if I hated it first couple run throughs, <laughs> right. but I didn't hate it first couple run throughs. Yeah. That's awesome. So what's your next one? Uh, my next one, one that probably should have hit me, but never did the addicts sound of music. Oh yeah, man. I'm gonna be honest. I forgot we did that. Yeah, we totally did. <laughs> and, uh, it might have been the, the, the makeup, that's mm-hmm. present in the singer uh, that gives that theatrical thing that I'm not a huge, huge fan of. Uh, that might be why I never got into them, but you bringing that record to me and forcing my hand into listening to it. I loved it straight from the carousel sounds off the first song through to the, like, it's just an, an early punk album and mm-hmm. it's just great. It was so much fun. Um, not, yeah, not only was the music great, it put me in a good mood, you know what I mean? Like, and when records can do that, it's, it's something special. And I think that might have been the first episode or one of the first episodes that I had the record in front of me as we were recording for it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And it's, it's great. I love it. It's it's just fantastic. But yeah, I I've loved the addicts, and it was a stunner to me. Like there's uh, like other things. There's other things you've said you've never heard, and it just stuns me. And the yeah. addicts was one of them. Where I was like, that's wild. That's, that's a wild. Thing. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like you have brought to me so many records that I probably should have gravitated towards. I mean that I that's that's explained by like the majority of my reviews being positive. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, just because there's apparently I have blind spots when it comes to certain certain time periods in music um, yeah. as apparent by Emery. Like the first three records you gave me were Emery. Um, mm-hmm. The first two being Owns that I I reviewed as I, I gave them Owns. And then the third mm-hmm. one being a crone, but me actually owning it. Emery was just in that blind spot that I never caught on to. And the Addicts they were well before my getting into punk. At least this record was that I I just never got into them. And I don't know why. Yeah. But now having listened to it, I own it. I love it. I spin it every once in a while. It's a great record and it's gotten me wanting to learn, listen to more addicts, but instead of listening to it on my phone, I'm looking to pick them up on vinyl. I'd rather yeah. listen to them the first time spinning them. The, the only thing I'm going to say in that, matter though is just don't expect this is kind of what a, what a lot of people want is they want the band to stay the same yeah but oh, then I, I they'll know. also want change the addicts are kind of the addicts like once you've heard it yeah. like that's kind of who they are right. so like every other record you pick up don't expect a like a new band to be popping no, in your, and your ears that's the one thing like i'm comfortable enough with how that record is like how much i love that record that if I pick anything up from them and it's not what I thought it would be or I don't like it as much, I still won't feel bad about picking it up. Yeah. All right. Well, my next pick then. Yeah. My second to last, right? I already picked three. Yeah. My second to last pick, I'm going to take, I'm taking Megadeth Euthanasia. Yeah. Uh, not only because it's another chance for me to shit on Metallica, because I will always <laughs> take that opportunity, but because I really really like that record that one surprised me 
I as much because you said you you gave me that back to back with Metallica. Yeah, I gave you Metallica first, and then I gave you Megadeth right after. So, like, as much as I thought that I was going to hate the Megadeth record. Yeah. I really, really liked it, which surprised the hell out of me. Not and only that, I love the episode because that was the one where you started describing each track as a different part of a meal. If you remember <laughs> <Yeah>. correctly. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't remember anything. Yeah. I told you, I say it and it's gone. No, you, you started describing each track of how it was the appetizer and how this one was the main course and the entree. <laughs> this one was the dessert. And then the closer was the, the bus boy cleaning up. I, I just loved that like metaphor for this record. I, and I honestly wish I could do something like that for every episode, but yeah. it, it's mentally taxing sometimes to come up with <laughs> for sure. like that. Yeah, it's, it's fucking mentally taxing. Some, sometimes they come naturally like that one came naturally. But yeah. other times it's just like I can't I can't put my head through hoops to figure out what I'm going to compare this record to. Yeah. This one was another one that was really important to me because uh, my friend Damien was the one that introduced me to to them. And yeah. he's the he's the friend of mine who passed away over in Iraq. So anything that that he has ever influenced me with or or gotten me into has always been pretty important to me and it was really really great to hear that you liked it as much as you did i was i was super excited about it i love that record and i'm still on this hunt for it but i don't want to fucking picture i i will forever be on the hunt for that record uh even a bootleg i actually have uh two guys (laughs) actively on the hunt for bootlegs for me too because i bought another record another megadeth record that's in my top three of their records was a bootleg off of that guy. And I was like, if you ever see euthanasia, I will order two copies. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what's your next pick then? My next pick, my number two, uh, because I cheated and have six picks. Uh, gotcha. My number two is stove. God cooks reasonable drought. The only thing that I find wrong with this is that's number two. Because I, I would have sworn that that would be your number one. So I don't know what your number one is. Uh, when we get there, you'll be like, oh, shit, I should have known that was going to be number one. But okay, Stove God Cooks Reasonable Drought was phenomenal. Masterpiece. Absolutely. And I think there was only one track I had that I didn't really like. But that whole thing, front to back, was so much fun. So... I went into it kind of with a predetermined almost negativity. Like I said, I'm I'm open to everything. Uh, I'm open to enjoy everything. But naming it reasonable drought put something in my head. Yeah. He had to prove something to me on this in order to name it. He had had a big hole to climb out of for you. A huge one. And he did. Track after track of this thing, him and Rock Marcy just... They killed it. The only time that I didn't like it was when he got into his love (laughs) sex bag in the middle of all the drug bars. It just doesn't work for me. Like you took me out of like this grimy, gritty vibe to get me into like sexy time. It didn't work. (laughs) But everything else on this record completely worked. His flows were like out of this world. Yeah, the grittiness. Uh, his vocals were just fantastic. His bars were insane. 
I am actively on the hunt for this record. I just can't pay what Discogs prices are at right now. Yeah, I got the most recent re- reprint, so I got real lucky. When we were doing this episode, I, I had an $80 copy of it in my cart that I was waiting for my next payday. And when I went to go purchase it, it was gone. I was willing to pay $80 plus shipping for this record Yeah, that I still haven't been able to find yet. But yeah. it, because it's just amazing. I would really love to own one of those screen printed copies of this. Like, have you, mm-hmm. have you seen that? It's so cool. Like, it's such a great record. And you're not ready. You're not ready to pay a million for a second record. I can't, can't do it. I told you five million. If we started a GoFundMe and all the people in Germany could back that for us, <laughs> we we would go in together and buy it. But yeah, yeah, Stove God Cooks part of the Griselda family now. I believe this was pre-Griselda release for him. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, um, just fan- fantastic, and he fits perfectly with with Conway and Benny and Boldy. Love it, love it. By the way, looking at the list, I just I know what your number one is now. But I I knew you would. Yeah. Um. So I'll take my number one. Yeah. Which I don't I don't know what parameters we're putting on this. I guess it's my own parameter since I'm picking it. One hundred percent. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah. It's our anniversary. We can do what we want. Our anniversary. You listening? Um. (laughs) I think. I think it's going to be David Bowie. It has yes. to be the David Bowie record for me. Just yes. because I did have a preconceived idea of what Bowie was because I yep. have heard a few songs. Mm-hmm. But then like going into that record and not e- and thinking that Suffragette City was like Foreigner or something. Like not even knowing that that sound was coming from Bowie. And yeah. then getting mad at my parents for not telling me about <laughs> Bowie sooner. Like yeah. I just I love that record so much. It's so good. It's it's a transcendent record. It's an almost mm. perfect record. There's that one song that that one song. not even on the, the fucking spiders from Mars. You can fuck right off. Um, but the rest of the record is phenomenal. I think the episode speaks for itself. I don't have to go on about mm-hmm. it too long right here because yeah. if you listen to that episode, you'll hear how much I love that record. Yeah, but it that, that it the parameters of being records that I own now. That's number one. Like, I'm so glad I own it. I'm so glad that I have it to listen to. And again, that was another aspect where how much it meant to you because it was your first Bowie record. It was one of your first records, period. Mm -hmm. That played into how much I ended up enjoying it also, in addition to it sonically, lyrically and all that. I I love that record. It was great. It Honestly, it's a record that is so me. It's weird that it's it's a record that's so me that if you didn't get it for one of your first records, I could see it being one I brought to you. Like if right. our fucking rules were revert, because yeah. there's so much shit in there with like gender and then different sounds mm-hmm. and space. And it's, just, it's, it's so me. I love that record. Yeah. It was, uh, one of the first two records I ever owned. Yeah. And, uh, it was probably one of the records I was most worried about your reaction to. I could, I could see how you would think that. Yeah. Because it holds such a high place for me. Yeah. I was super worried about what you were going to think it. Yeah. It's always had a, a very prominent place in my heart. Uh, and I'm really, really glad you enjoyed it as much as you did. I was really glad I found it at the store <laughs> to send it to you. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. the day we recorded. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fucking awesome. I was yeah. so stoked to get it. 
everything about that that week and that that episode just fell right into place and made it a perfect puzzle made it even more special for me so yeah not only does it have my initial feelings towards it and my initial like love of it it now has the fact that i gave it to you and you love it as much as you do it like if it has that extra addition to how much i love that record so then uh, even though you said you were worried about how I reacted to it, let's talk about your number one that I'm not going to say, but I'm going to build up to it because I know what it is. <laughs> it's an album that I wasn't worried about how you're going to react to it because I yep. knew how you were going to react to this record. Yeah. I was astonished you never heard about this. And I've sent you down a rabbit hole now where you own many of their records. So, Scott, by all means, please yeah. tell us what this record is. My number one, if anybody is surprised by this, they haven't been listening, is The Mountain Goats. The Sunset Tree. That record, the fact that I missed it, I the fact that I missed this band completely with like 23 releases I is just undescribable. It was the the most amazing thing that I never heard them because they're so in my wheelhouse. Like they're and and not even just my wheelhouse, they're in every wheelhouse. If you listen to their records, one from the other is com- like almost completely different. They give you different vibes on everything. They'll give you a jazz record. They'll give you a folk record. They'll give you a rock record. They they are all over the place. And John Barneal is just one of the most amazing minds in the world. Mm-hmm. The Sunset Tree, in particular, front to back, no skips whatsoever. Um, this was instantly, I don't know if it was instantly a throne um, because I think I said I need to listen to more Mountain Goats records before I put it on the throne. Mm-hmm. It was an instant own from the first track I listened to. I needed to have it. By the time the episode was over, it was too expensive. But mm-hmm. I think you sent it to me for Christmas. Yes, I did. I did. And, uh, which is why Van Weezer ended up at your house, because I didn't rechange my address in Discord. That's right. <laughs> it is one of the most amazing gifts I've gotten for Christmas from a friend. I, I absolutely love it. And not only do I love it, Lucas loves it. He will listen to that thing almost daily. I will hear like he'll have his his big headphones on listening to it around the house on his phone. And I will hear him singing along to it. And I will sit there <laughs> that's, that's awesome. and like smile. I will just smile. Like I will be beaming with pride because he's like, he doesn't care. Like if anybody hears him singing it, he just, he loves it so much. Uh, so much so that he asked for it for Christmas. Like like I, I ended up, uh, finding a CD. Uh, No, he asked for it for his birthday. I found uh, a CD copy of it to give to him for his birthday. And he loves it. Like it's amazing. And, like you said, you sent me down a rabbit hole with this one to where I now own 16 Mountain Goats <laughs> vinyl records. Like it, yeah, which is a lot. Uh, like those are the only ones I could come across. All the previous mm-hmm. albums are really hard to find and really, really expensive to find. But mm-hmm. they're on my list to find. This band is just so amazing and they just came out with a new record this year. The, the newest record is amazing. It's a total rocker 
um, more rock than they've ever done on anything else. But their their sounds are just so eclectic and so phenomenal, and the songwriting is just genius. And like, I can't thank you enough for putting me onto onto that band. So, what was more out of my wheelhouse, Mountain Goats or Endless Mike? Looking back, how much of the Mountain Goats discography have you listened to? Um, I listened to at least everything up to Sunset Tree. That means I listened to all the lo-fi shit and didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> right. And then um, Beat the Champ. There's a few other ones in there that I listened to, but not nearly, probably not 16 records, I, if I'm being honest. I think Mountain Goats surprises me more than Endless Mike, because Endless Mike has at least that background of punk. Like, you can hear it in the recordings. He has yeah. that punk, and, and lyrically. Endless Mike has mm-hmm. that that lyrical, if it wasn't for the music part of it, you could read those lyrics and get anti-flag vibes. That's true, yeah. So, I think Mountain Goat surprises me more than Endless Mike does. Okay. Because I do, that's that's one of my top five records of all time. I love that record so much. Sunset Tree is so, much so amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. And I think I expressed it on the episode how excited I was, even though I knew how you were going to react to it. It you even took it farther than I thought it was going to be. Like you even liked it more than I thought. I thought you were going to like it a lot. I didn't yeah. think you were going to automatically order ten of their fucking records, dude. I, <laughs> I for real. I I ended up that one was one of the last ones I owned because you gave it to me. I went on mm-hmm. a deep dive search for everything I could find from them. <laughs> Yes, I know. And then I I pre-ordered their newest record way before, like the second I heard that it was coming out, I pre-ordered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's yeah, dude, they're just they're just so good. They're so good. Yeah. So there was our. You had six because you don't follow uh, roles that we set. Nope, somehow, sure don't. Somehow we set the roles and you break them. I don't understand. Always. That um, I had five, and either way. <laughs> Even though we picked those, we cherry picked those. I've liked every episode, even if I hated the record. I like oh, yeah. the episode. I like I like sitting here talking to my friend. Period. Yeah. Even when we go on tangents, not about the record. <laughs> and you have to edit out forty five minutes of an episode. Even when I have to edit out forty five minutes of an episode. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Those raw files still exist. So uh, that that offer still is out there. If anybody forty nine ninety nine, I'll send you a raw file. You let me know. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, out of the ones that you throned and owned, how many do you? actually have in the collection i don't know i gotta look at the list i don't know i looked at my list i own um, five okay i don't own mac miller it's gonna happen potentially yeah i don't own megadeth um, i skipped walking on cars by the way yeah i know um, <laughs> i don't own suicide machines i don't own elliot smith i don't own boy sets fire i don't own pavement i don't own foo fighters no i don't own foo fighters i own weezer yeah um, I don't own Op, Op Ivy. I don't own Pup. No Post Malone. No Sleep Token. David Bowie. That's two. Yep. I don't own Black Star. I w- I will get Wonder Years. So I'm actually going to put that on a three because that is one of the ones I'm going to get. Very definitely getting. I don't own Fort Minor. I want Jimmy World, but there's only expensive right now, so that's mm-hmm. not happening. I don't own Angels and Airwaves. I don't own Less Than Jake. I. I don't know. Yeah. So two. I think we'll go two. Gotcha. Let's just stick with two. I have <laughs> five. I have Emory. I'm only a man. The the rework of it. I uh, mm-hmm. got Band of Horses. Cease to begin. Mountain Goat. Sunset Tree. Attic. Sound of Music. And the Unseen State of Discontent. Okay. 
quickly answer this. Yeah. Band of Horses in my wheelhouse versus Endless Mike and Mountain Goats. Where's that? I say it's in between. Okay. It did surprise me though because they have the more like country yeah. vibe to them. So mm-hmm. that does kind of set them more towards towards the Mountain Goats, uh, in my opinion. But they're a full full band vibe where Mountain Goats feels mm-hmm. more singer songwritery that I know you're not a huge fan of. Yeah. Okay, I just had to check. I just had to check in on that. Yeah. Well, Scott, I say it every episode at the end, but it's kind. Of, it seems kind of a throwaway, but it never is. But I need to. I need to say it now. Thank you for the show. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for your friendship. Genuinely, it's I hope if nothing else, back at you. Like I, I, I love you. Like you're one yes. of my best friends. I'm so glad we get to do this. I'm so glad that it popped into your head to do this. Yeah. I mean, I I love the fact that we can force each other to listen to stuff. Yes. And there, there's going to be some yeah. stuff coming up in season two that you're going to hate. And I'm going to love that you hate it. Well, just I'm because sure I'm going to send you something that you're going to hate oh, as well. So it's yeah, it's coming. It's got to. I, all that, the chains are off for season two. All, season, all the restrictions yeah. are off. Season two. We know how both of us feel. We know both of us mm-hmm. expect. Uh, it's yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. But it always is. It's always fun. Even though we come here to talk about music, I hope that if nothing, if, if even if our opinions get thrown away, even if nobody gives a shit about that, I hope the one thing that comes across is how much we actually do care about each other. Because I, yeah, uh, it, it's 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 very apparent to me, and me I hope I make it apparent to you, and I hope that people can hear that because that is what I do this podcast for is yeah. for my friendship with you and to talk to you. It's not for anything else yeah no genuinely thank you for this and thank you for your friendship yeah thank you man for real other than that follow us on twitter wait do you have anything else before i launch no i hope i hope everybody gets into season two uh i hope we come across with with some really cool episodes and cool ideas we definitely um i think we're gonna have like a a format not format change but like we're kind of dead set on doing drafts once a month uh, that's been something that we've really enjoyed the last couple times we've done it. Uh, we have a pretty extensive list of of drafts we want to do. Some possibly surprising ones for you guys out there. Definitely still going to do the the singular band drafts, but we've got some really cool ideas coming up for some other stuff that I'm super stoked about. Yeah. If if anybody has any suggestions for records you want us to listen to, uh, just like the last the last episode of season one with Chris's recommendation of Butthole Servers send those in let us know we might not have to make you do all the legwork on the the notes and everything but if you're willing to do it it, it's more than welcome but yeah no it's it's so much fun i enjoy it so much i hope you guys enjoy listening to it season two is going to be a blast and it's just going to feel more comfortable than the beginning of season one felt uh just because now we so I think uh, in the in the very beginning, I had some audio issues that I was dealing with. Uh, so the first couple of episodes on my end didn't sound great. Uh, but I think we've pinned that down. I think we've pinned down our format for every episode down pretty well. This is a highlight of my week nearly every week. I just love doing it. And in addition to the forty nine ninety nine raw files per <laughs> Per episode, I am also willing to offer a lathe cut pressed 52 vinyl set of our entire <laughs> our entire season one for the low, low price of three hundred thousand dollars. 
That's all. That's all, folks. So, if you're interested lot, in that, a lot of those are going to be double vinyls. It's going to be it's going to be double records, <laughs> three LPs on some of them. Yep. So if you're if you're interested in season one vinyl box set, three hundred thousand <laughs> is the price up front. I will send you my payment information. Let me know. <laughs> but other than that, honestly, personally, if I had three hundred thousand dollars, I would I would I would make you do that for me. <laughs> other than that follow us on twitter at AYLpod. send us uh, an email at are you listening at gmail.com join the facebook group link will be in the show notes tiktok may happen at some point scott's 40 years old don't <laughs> don't blame it on him don't count on it don't hold your breath <laughs> scott generally thank you for season one i'm thank looking forward you, to season two yeah listeners thank you for enjoying i hope yeah uh are you listening are you listening One hundred percent. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. It's our anniversary. We can do what we want. I don't know how to social media well. Cut that part out when you edit this. This guy doesn't know music. What the fuck is wrong with these dudes? They're just stupid.